Richardson with uh, Narwhal Consulting, and uh, this is Pint Polishing Podcast with uh, Marty, or um, Marshall, and DJ Patterson from Eco Green uh, Detailing. Oh, yeah, brother. Hey. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we're not drinking Coors and I. We're not drinking no Coors and I. Yeah, there's a Voodoo Ranger here. We did. We got the Voodoo Ranger. Ben's got his Hempinator, and this is going to be a really great podcast. We're going to re-talk about some mobile tech. DJ's going to share some deep emotional thoughts about when <laughs> oh, he God. was a child. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> anyway. Did, did, did I do that? Uh, twice. Did I really? You did. Oh, it man. was amazing. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, we'd love for you to give a review. Uh, that always helps other detailers get information. If you can leave a review and share the podcast, we would definitely give a cheers to that. All right. Hey, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast mini episode edition. Hey, we got DJ, we got Ben, the myth, the legend. The narwhal of the industry. No, the unicorn of the Come industry. <laughs> it's, it's the unicorn of the industry, Marshall. Get it right. I know. Damn it. Start up. Yeah, Marshall. I'll learn, I'll learn your name. You, you learn mine. It's so weird, Marshall. I, I just I can't do it, man. Uh, Marshall just doesn't sound, doesn't flow properly off the tongue. Oh, yeah? Other things yeah, flow Marshall. properly off your tongue? <laughs> It is. It is. <laughs> I'm glad I can help. <laughs> okay. Um. Definitely. <laughs> hey, so we wanted to briefly, since the other night we spent a good hour having a really great podcast and fucking Anchor doesn't upload correctly and deleted the episode. Instead of redoing it all, oh, not to mention DJ also recorded it on his phone and somehow the universe decided not to allow Apple to upload the po- the, the podcast either. His voice memo wouldn't record it. So, yeah, it's the weirdest deal. Uh, yeah, who's dog? Yeah, who's dog? Sorry. That's that's hilarious. Hey, so we wanted to just go back over briefly. Uh, I mean, Ben, you're right in the field. You're working on a car. Uh, I'm running packages to the post office. DJ is, uh, is, is, is doing life right, spinning it with his children. And, uh, and so we wanted to just, uh, gosh, that dog is ki- kicking my ass. Jeez, Darren, you were a little, a little bit more eco-friendly, which is equates to quiet. It's great. <laughs> it would be nice. It would be. Hey, Ben. Hey, what, not letting noises pollute the right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. We, uh, the three of us led a really good discussion at Mobile Tech, which we're going to play right after this. But, Ben, give us just a good brief background like you've been on the podcast before but give some guys some listeners just a good elevator pitch you know who you are and uh 
and they'll learn about your trailers uh, as we air the the mobile tech uh, discussion that we had, and uh, it'll follow right after this. But give them a little bit of feedback of who you are. Well, I'm Ben Jaden. I've been detailing for uh, 15, 16 years. Uh, I've done it for 10 years on my own, and it all started uh, burning vegetable oil and using giant alternators and not using diesel fuel to uh, now it's all running solar, totally silent and BOC free. I could, I don't have to wear gloves touching all my chemicals and except for the coating. The coating there. That's a whole other story. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of just been a, you know, a culmination of one thing leading to another and finding ways around federal regulation. Okay. And, but so you're, you're, you've been detailing out of uh, whether it's been a vehicle or um, or what running yeah, it's fully. Always been, it's always been mobile. Um, it started in a uh, a giant Ford truck, and now it is out of a Nissan Leaf that is totally electric. And yeah, the solar panels power all of my equipment on top of the Leaf, and my car plugs in at night when I get home and wakes up in the morning, and we go to work and. Yeah, so that's what you're doing with the green clean, the actual, you know, the detailing part of it. But tell people about your Narwhal trailers. You know, tell people about the the second little, as you started doing it, you started realizing, hey, there's nobody else in the industry that's offering solar panel, um, you know, trailers. Or I think you said you can actually then also go in and retrofit somebody else's current setup. So tell us briefly about that. Yeah, when I met you guys at SEMA, uh, I noticed that there was no, there's no real ecological push on anything. Um, and I don't know, I had been not using a generator for years, and uh, I poked my head up in the industry and was like, oh, it's still the same as it was, and kind of felt the need to, you know, uh, I hate to say enlighten people, but just uh, let everyone know that you don't have to generator to get by every day and that's what uh that's the third in our wall and like yeah like you said we uh we do consulting and let people know how they can use their existing rig to uh utilize the sun and keep keep going about business without making a sound except for the dog the dog there's no music <laughs> true true and DJ, quick background. Uh, most people know your story from the podcast. What, though, environmentally should they look for in uh, in the discussion that we had? And what do you want to kind of leave people with? Um, so in the discussion, we talked about just you know utilizing waterless method to avoid unnecessary water waste and contamination. But everyone knows, you know, you know us quote unquote hippie detailers that use waterless. You know, we, we've had a <laughs> there's a couple of us. Oh, one of them. But we pride ourselves on, hey, we're saving all this water, we're saving water, saving water. But on the alternative, what I kind of discussed was what happens when detailers that aren't using waterless, which is fine, there's different methods to, to, to do to, to wash vehicles. But when you're using those soaps and, and chemicals, um, you know, when they go down into the uh, streets, when they go down to storm drains, those storm drains, that water is not filtered at all. So 
um, you know, all those the fish we eat from the, you know, the rivers and streams that we fish in, you know, those fish are intaking small doses over time of whatever chemicals are going into the, uh, the storm drain. So that's something I talk a lot about, I believe, uh, in the uh, discussion. And it's not talked about a lot. There's always talk about how much water you save, but it's not talked about what happens when you're not containing the chemicals and water that you are using and you're letting it go down to the storm drain. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And we talked about um, plastic reduction and how nobody in the industry is really doing much thought process of the amount of plastics that we're throwing away. There's not really a way of recycling industrial plastics. And so our industry is just continuing to throw these cubes or gallons or squirt bottles in the trash. You know, we're the country's concerned about plastic straws and the amount of plastics our industry throws away. Um, is vastly, vastly higher uh, than some straws. So, you know, that was our side of the discussion. It was really, I thought, uh, a really good discussion. We even had uh, somebody from MTE that told us afterwards and wanted us to do it again next year to already go ahead and put us on the books for next year um, because she said uh, if, if we don't do something as an industry, the government will, and our industry is not going to like that. So, you know. I think I think we also left uh, through the discussion sort of the the idea of, of like what DJ you were saying you know maybe you're not environmentally detailing maybe you're not being conscious about it and we're not here to beat it into people's brains but it's but it's more like hey listen at some point you should probably do your part like we're not doing really anything as an industry to help the environment for the most part we just keep slowly destroying it and that's why ben is given the alternative of solar dj's got an alternative for the amount of water waste that we put in and then we're trying to help with our plastics so i think our our overall spectrum idea is like hey do your part try and help out and you know we want to be profitable at the same time yeah like i i didn't invent solar i, I don't know if dj invented wireless detailing but yeah, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing new. How long has Waterless been around? Oh, longer than we've known, probably. I mean, yeah, wasn't where we're at. It wasn't. I mean, I, it was a struggle for me when people let me walk the cars in the first few years. So I mean, it, it's just us, uh, you know, choosing to do something about it, and make a difference. Not that we. Uh, this is our. This is our baby, and here we go. But. Yeah. So we definitely. So we will uh, plug that into as soon as we hang up uh, here. We'll uh, we'll roll straight into that uh, episode. We just wanted to come on together to to, to go. Ah, last the other night we had a really great one. Sorry, it didn't upload, but uh, you know, Ben, I appreciate your time and I appreciate everything that you're doing in the industry. Uh, ben, where do people find you? What social? What's where do they find you? What's the best way? Uh, I'm a soul narwhal, soul like uh, the like the beer. Soul. That's what we didn't talk about the like, other day. We talked about it being Spanish for sun, but there's a beer called Soul. That would have been perfect. Wouldn't have found the. And without pints and polishing, it wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good day on the podcast, though. We did. We did. Uh, what was it? 
it was the Buddha Ranger uh, Juicy Juicy Hayes IPA. That's right. Very true, and it's not on record now. Ben, you had what the Hempinator? Cheers. Cheers, definitely. Um, DJ, where do people find you on social? At DJ Patterson on Instagram or at EcoGreenMD uh, for the business page as well. So. Ben, I think I if cut you, you off earlier. So it's SOL Narwhal. listening should definitely go check out uh, his page check out his trailers um he can consult and kind of help you get your stuff back to using less gasoline and you can use uh whether it's soul for beer or soul for sun uh would be a good thing <laughs> be good for your soul there you go all right guys thank you so much for your time uh we will get the uh mobile tech expo discussion underway Thanks, guys. Hey, Ben. Yes, sir. Make it a great day. <laughs> All right, I'm Mike Phillips. Welcome to the uh, Environmental Detailing Conference. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Marshall Hill. Uh, Listen, thank you guys for coming. We we were joking earlier. We didn't know like if people would even show up. So this we're happy. We were going like, did we get ten? Like so, really thankful that you guys came out to uh, listen to us and what we wanted to say. And let me just start off by saying, like, we're not going to try and I slam anything down anybody's throats. I think a lot of times um, when we start talking environmental, there can be some guilt or some Hey, you need to like, you've got to do this, this, and like, we're going to propose some problems that we have seen as detailers, and then we're going to propose some solutions, right? So we're here to help you guys learn to be environmentally conscious while you're detailing, and then how to turn it around and make some profit about it. Because interesting last night, right, we're driving to go get some groceries, and we've got two options. We drive by and we see Whole Foods or Walmart. How many of you would have gone into Whole Foods? Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How many of you would have gone into Walmart? I went cage free. So. Yeah. So we had this. We had this tough situation. What are we gonna like? Go for the thing that's probably a little bit more healthier or might be better for us versus we could go in and be cheap and not so. We, Where do you think we went? <laughs> we Walmart. went Walmart, right? <laughs> so there, that's the reason why I say that is because sometimes when we think environmental, we think more expensive. 
just the same we think whole foods or something healthy it's got to cost more we want to try and help create the problem but then the solution is also that you can make money at being environmentally friendly cool so my name is marshall um i'm the founder that's interesting for that never Describe myself as a founder, hey, but you hey, hey, I gave you a title. Yeah, thanks. Perfect. Uh, Total Auto Solutions. Like I started detailing in 2002, picked up a power washer and started cleaning cars. I then built a car wash, and that's how I met DJ. Um, 2010, I had $4,000 in my bank account. I didn't know what else to do next. I bought chemicals and put it in my garage. In 2010, I started selling chemicals, detailing supplies out of my garage. Right. Eight years later, here we are. I'm very thankful to be able to come and speak to you guys in our industry about detailing because it's been my life. Right. That handsome guy is me. Uh, my name is DJ Patterson. I am the chief water saver at Ecovy Mobile Detailing and a business mentor, DJPatterson.biz, where I do a lot of mentorship on there and so forth. Um, I run a mobile detailing company in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The weather is super shitty, so those of you guys who are here in uh, California and Florida. I envy you guys a lot. Uh, we got three mobile trucks. Uh, we have one location. Um, we're actually uh, Martel, Marty, Marty, Marshall, Marty. I'm used to Marty, so I'm going to call you Martel. Anyways, where Marshall does all of his uh, chemicals, we have a shop there as well. So we kind of uh, have sublease space there. We do some trimming coating and so forth. Um, we're also partnering with our airport. So what's really cool um, about the airport, people become valet and we're the mobile equipment service for them. So we have huge i mean it's it's pretty awesome uh business there so that's kind of the model structure of our our business we've got the mobile trucks we've got the shop we've got the, the airport location and um i've been doing it for like I, like I said i worked for him at a car wash for quite some time and then i went mobile on my own i worked at the trunk of my 1994 contour and it's kind of built up to one truck two truck three truck and uh it's been it's been a great ride so this is the brains of everything Guys, make it <laughs> this has been, we met Ben at SEMA, two SEMAs ago, Yes, I think, and then last year at Mobile Tech, he came and hung out with us and went, hey, you guys should come see my trailer, it's fully, I'll let you explain it, sorry, okay. go ahead, this right, is amazing, so we, we are blown away, go ahead, yeah. oh, we were like, we love this, yeah. <laughs> so I'm from Pensacola, Florida, I run a mobile detailing company called Green Clean, uh, it's totally solar powered, there is no generator or gas powered pressure washer. It started burning vegetable oil out of an old farm truck instead of diesel, and I ran all my equipment off of a 300-amp alternator. Ran through a lot of vegetable oil, tore up a lot of really expensive alternators. So we started charging with uh, solar power and haven't really looked back. Now I'm doing it out of a Nissan Leaf, so I mostly stay in the city. I have a 100-mile range, so I can go 50 miles out if I want to get back. So it kind of limits me, but not really. You've been stuck. Not yet. Haven't yeah. been towed. Haven't even hit the turtle mode yet. Gotcha. So happy. <laughs> and uh, I started Narwhal as a uh, consulting company to help people green what they're doing and get away from gasoline and all that that entails. That's awesome. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, when we saw the trailer, we were just like, wait, you, you did what? Like, and very legit. We're very happy. We've stayed in touch. And it's, it's, it's amazing to see what he's doing especially with Norwal. So really happy that Ben's here. Um, so let's go into the problems. We we wanted to, as I mean, because that's just the way we started. Like we started seeing some issues in our industry and 
there's very little discussion, right? There's very little, a lot of it's about, oh, here, like it's all on the solution. It's all on here, buy this, buy this. But very little discussion on, hey, we might need to start thinking about what our industry is doing, um, not just us as U.S. citizens, because in the U.S., we, we are doing a lot of environmental things that aren't so great, it, kind of being kind of hidden on a lot of aspects. And so we want to bring those back out to the forefront. Not so much, like I said, in a, if you didn't bring your, you know, your tree hugging arms, it's okay. Like we can help you stretch around. We'll help you learn, but you know, not pressure wise, but just, yeah, I did. I said, reach around. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> um, so anyway, the, the first problem we want to talk about was water. Yes, yeah, so water is my thing. Um, so with uh, car washes, as you can see here, most car washes run an average of maybe 100 cars to a tunnel in a day, which is about 35 gallons of water per car, which is about, what, 3,500 a day, which is about 1.26 million gallons of water a year. That's a lot of water from just one car wash that's using you know, our fresh water and so forth. Multiply that by every car wash in your city, in your state, in the country. That's a lot of water being used. That you know, there's, no, there's an alternative now. Car washes are definitely there's definitely use to them. I, I worked in one for a long time, um, and then you take that over to mobile detailers with power washes and so forth. Now you're using an average of 100 gallons of water. But the problem with this is all that contamination is going into the waterways. So your soaps, your chemicals and cleaners are going out into the storm drains. Well, the storm drains they're not filtered for pollutants and so forth. Like if you were to dump stuff down your drain at home, so it just really murks the water quality, which does stuff like this. Now, I wasn't always... Is that why you went waterless? No. That is not, not why I went waterless. So, well, you didn't like fish? No, I, I wasn't a hippie at all. I actually, I mean, ate meat. I mean, everything was good. It wasn't, wasn't a big hippie whatsoever. But I was working in a car wash for Marty, and um, he calls one day. This is actually, so, kind of backstory. He owned a car wash, and I worked with him when I was a punk little teenager. And he left the car wash to go do chemical sales. And he called one day. This was like, what, months later, a year later? I don't know. It was way down the line. said, hey, man, you got to come over. I got this waterless solution. You got to check it out. I'm like, bro, how can you wash car without water? Like, I'm at a car wash right now. This is an oxymoron, right? Like, like, what, especially like, in Oklahoma. What are you talking about? So went over to his house. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, you can literally wash cars with no water at all. So I'm like, let's do a mobile business. Like, I had a 1999 Ford Contour. I needed no trailer, no water at all. So I literally left the car wash. Had a couple of bottles of chemicals and just went door to door. I've had like five mobile clients, like 50 bucks a client. You can do the math. Like I was like broke, like <laughs> kind of regretted, like leaving the car wash. I was making a good salary and it just, you know, but you I took stuck, a leap. I took a leap and I stuck with it. But um, yeah, so didn't always. It, so from from that and I started learning like, OK, what like the numbers like, man, I, what am I actually doing? Like saving water like this or not using water. It was all, it was more of a convenience factor than anything. It wasn't as far as like, look at me, I'm green. I'm different. It was more like. I can literally get in my truck, get in my car, and go clean a car and come home, and I don't need anything else. Like, I'm my own, my, own, my own own box. And I just did that for a long time. But just knowing the, and understanding the numbers behind it and actually what we're doing, uh, I began to be more uh, environmentally friendly in my home, like you know, plant-based cleaners in the house. I went vegan for, like, several years because I started looking into what it actually was I was doing. And became that's why I became passionate about it now. Before it was the convenience, and now I understand what I'm actually doing and what we could do as, a, as an industry. Um, yeah, that's that's my spiel. So let's let's break it down for a, a brief moment because I think maybe some of us, if you've ever looked into who's ever used waterless, cool. Yes. 
Anybody, when you looked into it, you've heard some of the same pitches about water runoff and contamination. Like, but let's break that down just a little bit more. When we've got soaps and when we got power, like, is it really doing much bad? Somebody's out power washing and you got the greaser and stuff going onto the ground. Why is that bad? Well, because it's getting filtered into the storm drains. And then those storm drains go to everybody? Rivers. Rivers. So as those rivers, then they feed where? To the ocean. So it's a continual process. And I think a lot of the beef back from non-environmental detailers is, like, it's just getting diluted. Like, it's not a big problem, right? Like, over time and over time and over time and over time. I mean, detail's not going anywhere because cars aren't going anywhere. And And as the industry keeps growing. (laughs) I, I think that's my point. It's just like, like we've heard it, right? That's why I was like, who else heard it? Like, we've heard it. And thank you for those of you that are being environmental. But for those that might listen or to anybody else, like, it's the problem is that those chemicals are going. We're talking. Oh, yeah. And it's here's here's where I think maybe it goes a little bit further. It's not just you see pictures of dead fish and you go, oh, those poor fish. <laughs> no. As we start learning, and we get into plastics and we start talking, like, Fish are consuming that. Anybody here eat fish? What? <laughs> exactly. With what? With with degreaser that came off of a car. You know, um, you've got w- waterways that are getting. I mean, there's all kinds of impacts that. Be, it's not just going into the environment. We are reconsuming that. And oh, <laughs> somebody's got to start doing something. So. Ben, what right. you got? All right, so I did fuel, like I said. I'm going to try real hard not to go on a, off on a tangent about plastics or water because I'm a huge hippie. Do it. <laughs> um, Don't hide, man. Do go. It, do it. Do Now's it. your chance. Let's Let your hair down. down. Oh, sorry. oil spill. So, Horizon <laughs> oil spill in the Gulf. This is actually Pensacola Beach. That is all crude oil that washed upon the shore. That has nothing to do with detailing, but that's how we get all of our fuel, all of our plastics and chemicals. Um. Using generators and power washers are the worst polluting engines that we have. There's no emissions. There's nothing. If you use two-cycle, it's actually spewing oil into the air. So by not using it, you don't have to breathe it. You don't have to spill it on your clothes. You don't have to stink like gasoline. I haven't been to a gas station in 2007 when I started. So... Yeah, remember all those times you guys ran out of gas? I didn't know what was going on. I just filled up the vegetable oil in a five-gallon bucket and kept on driving. Great. Um, it's in everything. It's in water. It's it's in your trailers. It's in your cars. And if you use batteries and solar panels, it's totally silent. I have a condo on Pensacola Beach that tried to stop me from going into detailing the car because they were nervous of the noise from the generator ruining their guests' experience. And I didn't have that. And they're like, well, guess you can come in. So it gained me access to other places. I can go inside convention centers and not have to worry about finding a plug or running a generator because you can't do that. Just get stuff done. Um, It's been a long evolution. Like I said, I started on vegetable oil, which was really great, only it got nine miles to the gallon 
and then running all the equipment off of it sucked down real fast. The I switched back to a gas van, so I lied. I did have to buy a gas van for a while. <laughs> um, but I had panels on top, and I had a battery bank back in here, and all the equipment just came out the back, made it real simple to use. I barely had to use the side vans or the side doors. Prior to this, I was working out of a 94 Ford ambulance. Lots of space, lots of tidy holes. It was great, except it was a pain in the ass to park and merge and do everything else. With this and the leaf, I'm able to fit into smaller spaces. I've started outfitting trailers for people all the way down to a four by six, which is towable by literally any vehicle. Smart car. Smart car could do it. It has less than 2,000 pounds. It might not be safe to break, but it could pull it. <laughs> I do not endorse what you tell us. Yes, sir. I've run into people who do that. I actually clean someone's car who does hydrogen delivery, and he thinks it's the coolest thing in the world. He straps on his hazmat suit. He plugs up people's houses. They filter that off to their car. He does a lot of work with dentists and stuff like that. I think it's great. I don't have a couple hundred thousand to buy a car, so I, I don't. I don't know. But it, it's a thing. It's it's little pieces in in everything will work eventually. But I found that so the panels produce enough power to carry all of my equipment. I start at six o'clock in the morning and I'm back home after it gets dark, and it plugs in overnight. And batteries are back up at 14 volts, ready to go today, so they're not starting at like 12.5 after being used all day. And it just carries on every day, seven days a week. And customers don't have to listen to anything. I don't have to spill anything. And that's... Uh, and I think the problem, so when thinking, for me, um, driving, right, especially as mobile detailers, we're driving all over the place, give us an estimate... If, if that's something that we're doing, we're going into gas stations. And I, mean, I remember when it got up to four and a half, five bucks in Oklahoma, mm -hmm. and we were hearing, I mean, what's the most you guys have ever paid for gas? Four, four, four bucks, five bucks. Anybody and gone above five bucks? Seattle? Hey, nice job. Focus. <laughs> Good job. But at five dollars, four, Let's even just call at three dollars. Yeah. Three dollars a gallon. How long does that run your generator? Well, I mean, just Four hours? Your, your automobile. I think. The, oh, I think yeah. one of the things is is the issue could be for guys, you know, how much we're spending on fuel, and if we can save on fuel, that's a way that it can be profitable for somebody. Yeah. Um, generators, like you said, and all kinds. Of, what about what about the impacts that we do? If we all got together and we were all detailing on the same day, which most of us are, how many detailers are there across the country running generators, running automobiles, like the amount of emissions that we are doing as an industry? Oh, yeah, like the generators, if I, I think it's like an hour is the equivalent to driving 300 miles in a car. Really? That's your impact. Well, that, I, he running, cut, eight, ten hours a day. Yeah, like he kind yeah. of spit over that real quick, and that's why I'm glad we, we want to bounce back to that. Hold on. Is go say that again because you said earlier that turning on a generator it just spits out and I remember I mean who's who's pulled the oh, yeah. and and you just smell it you see it like or if it's, it's raining all over and you the close place. up your van or your trailer and then you open it up after it's been running forever you, you can't go in there it, it's packed full of crap so running a generator for how long equals an hour is about three hundred miles a car 
the amount okay, of emissions um, that we're giving off. released because it's not doesn't have a catalytic converter, it doesn't have the O2 sensors, it doesn't adjust, it just dumps power. Lawnmowers too. <laughs> I'm selling on a marketplace. Yeah. I use chemicals. Yes, I, I use chemicals in water. Um, I'm just touching on the fuel. Aspect yeah, we're it. we're different sections. So he was the water section. He's the emissions and the gasoline and that. So we're kind of bouncing from some different. Oh, good question, John. I like yes. your stuff. <laughs> yes, sir. I do use waterless. I. He just I, has a small. Is, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll get to that. Yeah, he'll get to that. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, how how long can you run like after your solar panel? All day. Um, I timed it all out per car, and I. I you got to factor in how many amps each tool you can use your buffer for so many hours versus your battery. It's a, it's a math thing. Um, so I, I can talk to you about that and figure out what would work best for you, how big a battery bank you would need. Um, I started with a 110 volt, volt amp, 110 amp, a regular outlet um, that pulled 19 amps. And your regular your regular circuit is at 15. It's a little dog-eared one, so it sucks down a lot. Of, it was basically the equivalent of running a starter for 15 minutes at a time, and it was able to do it. And really, all I use the pressure washer is for like uh, mud, backs of rims, mold. It's Florida. I could plug in. Yeah, there's a I'm in Coda, like a triple bank charger for all the separate batteries. But really, I, when I come home at night, I plug it in and it like bulk charges for five minutes and then it just floats it the rest of the night. It, it keeps up with it. I just have that so they're topped off to start the day with before the sun comes up. Um, no, haven't really. The batteries last two to three years on a they have a one year warranty from the manufacturer so it takes care of it uh, yeah uh i stuck with lead acid um basically the amount of power i'm sucking down uh absorbed glass mat and lithium lithium ion it costs about 10 grand in batteries and the amount of power that i'm asking from them it probably won't last their full rated warranty and then the batteries are they're eight d's so i don't know if you've seen an 8d battery but it's like that it's huge uh there's no way to test them because when all the cells are down at 12.2 it still reads 12.8 and it'll fry testers it's uh, but when you ask 19 amps of it it's <laughs> but yeah it's been 10 years i've done it and it's pretty it's pretty much worked out at this point yeah that's awesome and that's what we'll get into the trailers here in a minute and uh i, I love the idea of the norwell is great um so for me as i got into starting that transition of detailing to then providing products and um, chemicals or you know detailing supplies uh the very first thing i mentioned a second ago how little amount of money i had and just dove all in and so as I started then making some sales, I would go and drop off 
a container, right? And when we would take an account from somebody, they were used to, all the other suppliers were used to just dropping off a container that was full and then dropping off another container once it was empty and then dropping off another container. And I started seeing like, well, do they not ever pick those back up? I was like, those cost money. So I, just being frugal or cheap, <laughs> whichever you want to call it, I started putting my chemical down and then picking up the empty one that I had, they had like, okay, I can take that label off, clean it, and put another label back on, and I just saved myself $10, and that's how I got started. Like, it, for me, it was financially beneficial to reuse. So that's how I first started thinking about plastics, because every distributor across the country uses plastics. Every detailer across the country uses plastics. It's not a question of if, like we do. And you start looking at how many things that we have, every squirt bottle, every wax bottle, everything that we have is plastics. And every time that we're done with one, we throw it away. That's just the way we are. That's the way our industry is. That's not a shot at anybody. That's just, that's just norm. Okay. And here's what's beginning to happen. If you guys start seeing these images, it's funny how, um, as plastic, you start hearing this more and more. And anybody heard of the big giant, uh, ocean landfill of plastics? They say rumors somewhere the size of Texas, right? Um, very interesting how that's starting to become more and more relevant. As I started learning then about plastics, it was what in the fifties or so they claimed they, they brought out having plastics as starting the new way of having anything. And it was supposed to be the uh, product of the future. Well, it's the future now and we still have everything from back in the fifties. It hasn't gone away. <laughs> right. Well, but my point, like we're starting to start to stack on top of ourselves. It's not like we all last night, we, we got a big thing of water bottles, right? It's just, it's, it's just convenience. And instead of, I watched everybody this morning and last night, instead of getting a glass out of the cupboard and filling up with water, we all drank water bottles. And then what do we do with those water bottles? I mean, it's just the way we are. And it's kind of just because we've been programmed in a sense. And <laughs> right. I get it. Like once again, this is not a shot or anything. Like it's just, I do the same thing. And I started looking at, Holy shit. I, I, I've got so much plastics around me and I look at my kids and I go, wait, if we're doing this, what's their generation? And then the next year, like, wait, aren't we recycling? They're like, isn't there recycling for plastics? Until I listened to a 2020, uh, it was a TV show on plastics, and and this was the image that they showed, and basically, yeah, well, so basically, when we think that we're putting plastics into a recycling bin, we think, right? Oh, it's good. It's going to be recycled. Well, you go back and search on 2020, and you watch this. She's she's interviewing a guy um, that has it's in California. And this is a, a major uh, just not manufacturer, but uh, what a warehouse type facility. facility that receives plastics 
and he starts going through and he says about 90% of the plastics that we put in a recycling never make it to a recycler. They come to him. And it's his job. Their, their, in, their, their job is to compact all those plastics and then ship them to China. And he said the world was shipping all their plastics, especially the U.S., to China until last year when China said, okay, we've got enough, and they closed their doors. And she said, well, then where were you sending them? Oh, well, now we're sending them to Southeast Asia, Malaysia, Thailand, all through there. And then he says they are the world's largest uh, industry plastic waste. They waste more plastics, and we're sending all ours there. She says, well, do we know they're being recycled there? He goes, no, there's no way of really knowing. So then she – give me one second. So then she goes into goes to this place called the Midway, which is right by that big giant thing, and they find plastics there. They even find a five-gallon container, which is why I had some of these pictures where you can see um, – you, you can actually start seeing – where did it go? I guess it didn't make the slide. Um, it didn't make the cut. Oh, there, it's that one. You can start seeing our five-gallon cubes in all this plastic waste, and you found one there at the Midway – and she said, she said, why is all this here? And, she, and the guy said, well, it's because that's where that big giant, uh, you know, out in the ocean, that big thing of plastics. Where's it all coming from? Southeast Asia. So, so all of our plastics that we think that we're recycling is going to Southeast Asia and then getting dumped into that big giant uh, landfill of an ocean. Sorry, what was your question? Oh, okay. Cool. We, uh, in Pensacola, we lost the contract with our recycler. And they just started throwing it all in the landfill. Didn't tell anyone. Yeah. Like, facility shut down. They were like, oh, just throw it all. I'm on record. Like, I even did some some different photos on our Instagram page at Total Auto Solutions because um, we, I got, when we're done, when, when we can no longer use those as much as we can, the ones that we keep trying to drop off and pick back up and reuse, eventually they just get so dirty or nasty that you can't use them again. We needed a place to, and we contacted every industrial plastic place we any place that we could, we finally got a hold of one company that said that they would take our plastics. And then once they came out to look at them, it was that sales guy that came out. Then he finally goes, well, we're really just going to take them to the landfill. So, so okay, we're paying you to go take them. To the right. Landfill. And so we have to, there's nobody in, in our area, which I don't even know in the U S that recycles industrial waste plastics. So all of the products in our industry, this is why I'm saying no one in our industry is talking about this. In our industry, there's no place that recycles all the 20-ounce spray bottles, all the one-gallon containers, all the five-gallon containers, all the 55-gallon tubs. And if that water bottle lasts 450 years, what about, what about the drums? What, what about the five-gallon cubes? How long are those going to last? And there's nobody in our industry even – it's not even a blimp on anybody's radar. And so that's sort of why it's like, hey, we got to kind of start waking up to think about what we're doing because I look at my kids and I think of my grandkids, and if our world is like this now, here's the next – yeah, this slide here. By 2050, the oceans are expected to contain more plastic than fish by weight. <laughs> Who likes the ocean? <laughs> who likes fish? We talked about a second ago. Who eats fish? And and they, they the scientists and people that really started to look at this is how much fish are eating the plastics that we're putting out there. And then 
Who's eating the plastics eventually? Not anymore, you're not. <laughs> I'm sorry, you had a question. So, how are you doing with cross-examination with the cardboard? Yeah, we try to keep them in, like, so, yeah, like, if we drop off a degreaser, we're picking back up a degreaser container. So, yeah, that's the way we do it. Because, yeah, you can't, if you've got a degreaser and then you're trying to fill it with a, a glass cleaner bottle, that, <laughs> that doesn't work. Yeah. So, it, we're not perfect, by any means. I mean, it, we still throw away a lot of plastic. You know, and and that's why I think I've been tried to be open. You know, which is why I've said earlier, this is not a shot. This is we want to try and just at least start reducing, reducing, and, and at least start talking about it. Um. So, uh, plastics, right? Blah blah blah. All right. So we'll go into now what each of us have done as a solution. Okay, because we can have problems, but if we don't actually offer a way to help solve it. We're just blowing hot wind, right? We're just talking. And um, I, I've got on a very important badge, and I want to make sure I present you a good solution. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. All right. So we came out with a product line called Hyperclean, and the concept is that together we will save, and we are trying to then reduce the amount of plastic waste that our industry puts out. Okay. So it goes back to, which I mentioned that story of what I'm used to picking back up and leaving tubs. Like how many of you guys use five gallon cubes in your detail business? Cool. So we all have them. Generally, you get another cube. You buy another cube from the company, right? So the concept with HyperClean is anybody ever use those tied refill bags? Anybody seen those? Yep. We can now ship product in quote unquote tied refill bags. So you can see, um, oh, it's kind of zoomed in, but um, so we've got an ultra-concentrated tier, uh, ultra we've got a degreaser, and then we're still waiting to get the bags on the uh, soap, but they will be here. Um, but the 32 ounces. There's 32 ounces of not just concentrate, it's ultra-concentrate. So we basically have removed most all the water that we traditionally a regular concentrate is going to have water already built into it. That's what's the binding agent in a lot of products is the water. And so we have reduced the amount of water and we have just in a bag that we can ship. So you would receive that bag and, and you will pour that bag into your five gallon cube. Okay. Pour it into the cube, fill that cube with water. And you have then a whole setup of meaning whatever you need to clean. Full interior, all purpose, all the way through, carpets, leather, vinyl, everything, except for your true leathers like your, you know, uh, King Ranch and those things, but your, your vinyl leather, uh, exterior degreaser, wheels, tires, fenders, door jams, engines, everything you need to clean that exterior, and then a soap too. Um, we've got Phobic, which is our maintenance spray, going to release this spring. Um, all in, we're going to all have them in these 32-ounce bags that you can then keep your cubes. And we got labels that we send out, keep your cubes, and then your waste is just reduced with a simple little 32-ounce bag versus continually to throw out that five-gallon cube or that one-gallon container. Well, money, too. I mean, shipping costs for a 55 or a five-gallon I don't have, Yeah, I haven't gotten into that. Yeah. Way up north, and they're the only ones that have the plant-based fingers that we use. My shipping costs like 75 bucks, like per 
it's like, oh man, it makes you just want to you know use whatever. But I mean, to ship a bag for big jumps is going to be uh, yeah. So a the, fraction of the cost. yeah, we get to ship the bags. Go ahead. Um, so we will sell online on our store. We have a two and a half gallon safe container. So for detailers, we did see that very, a lot of people are like, Hey, we like the idea, but we don't have a cube. Where do we get the cube? So we would start sending out links. Okay. You can get them here. And we're like, okay, listen, we'll just, we'll bring some in house and we can send you the cube. Or yes, on the, the label it says, you know, four into a five gallon, but then yeah, I mean you would have to if you got a squirt bottle, I don't know how you do that. Like <laughs> four gallon, yeah. There's there's guys, uh, BJ detailing, BJD detailing, um, Derek Jones. He did some videos of pouring into just a one gallon. He would put just a little bit into a one gallon and then shake it and fill it up. So but yeah, I mean, so together we save, and here's where I wanted to be. When I've said environmentally doesn't have to be gouging, how can you be profitable? Well, together we save each of the products only cost $25. So for those of you that are spending $40, $50, $60 for a five-gallon degreaser, you can now get an ultra concentrate that makes a five-gallon, and then you can still dilute it one-to-one, one-to-two, one-to-three, and it's only $25, right? And because we're not shipping this big, giant cube, Shipping is only five dollars. So yeah, I mean you you've already got the water, you've already got the cube. It's just a different way of thinking, so that to help everybody save, you can save some environment, but also as detailers, we can start spending less because we're trying to all work and do this together. So together we save, right? All right. So jumping back into uh, power of the sun. It's there. There's nothing that we know that's going to stop it. It hits literally everywhere. I'm from Florida. This little part right here, I am not the best sun state at all. Even all the way up north, you still get a decent amount of power. Your winters might be a little, your days might be a little bit shorter in the winter, which makes it challenging, but there's enough impact anywhere you live to make this doable. They have panels up in Alaska that are powering stuff. They're not cleaning things, but it's, it's there. It's free. I don't have, you don't have to fill it with gas. You don't have to worry about it. There's no pull starting a generator. There's no push starting a generator and waiting for it to warm up. How much time do you actually run your generator versus working? Because I was rear-ended recently and had to switch back to a rental truck and use a generator. That shit's awful. Like, getting up, starting the generator, stopping it, you spend more time running it than you're actually working. With electricity, it's just like working out of a shop. Everything's at a push of a button. It all just turns on. There's no wait time. Everything is ready to go. So, my solution for pretty much anyone who isn't on board with driving around in a little electric car with 100 miles, but you can do that, is a trailer. It can be outfitted to any size. Like I said, it starts at 4 by 6 housing everything. It's available stripped down to just power. So if you have your own water tanks, if you want to switch over from something that you're running now and you want to use all your own equipment, you can just buy the shell with power ready to go. 
Otherwise, those four tanks back there, I have two for raw water, which power my pressure washer and my extractor. So there's no bulky stuff lying around. The other two are for degreaser and a waterless wash. Everything is on a 100-foot black hose. So that means you can park this trailer and do a 100-foot circle around it and not have to move again. You have everything on board you can need. It's <coughs> available to be looked at by the food concession stands in the, uh, in the expo hall. If you want to take a look at it, poke it, oh, ask some questions. Okay, that's my little narwhal. Yeah, so he brought his trailer. So that's what he's saying. He kind of humbly did that. I'm going to go ahead and say yeah. it out there. Like, go look at it. Like, grab Ben some point in time. Do yourself. But, like, it, you'll kind of be amazed. Like, it's really pretty freaking awesome. You're welcome. <laughs> I see it every day, so I don't, yeah. I don't, no, uh, I don't get it impressive. anymore. Okay. Yeah. Where, where is this uh, In the expo hall, uh, oh, down okay. by the very end by the food. Oh, that's right here? Right in here. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's here. Yeah. It should he be here. It. I was that's told it was awesome. pulled in. I'm not sure yet. I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I called it Narwhal. I feel like I'm the unicorn of the industry. I'm not saying I'm better, but I have a solution that makes your life easier. Um, I honestly, I just can't stand the smell of gasoline or diesel anymore. Like it, it just gets to me and filling up the little cubies or not the cubies, but, uh, like gas jugs to tote around in your van and hope that it doesn't spill over. And then dealing with all that, it's just a, it's a headache. I had to do it for two months in a rental car and it's a big part of why I'm here. That was a, that was an awful experience. And that's that's who I am. Yeah. If, uh, if you don't get a chance, this, underneath this beautiful, well-groomed, there's an incredible mind, <laughs> and you guys should really pick his brain because it's very impressive what he's trying to do to help our industry. It's been yeah, it's been a process. Like yeah. uh, all the all the containers are all upcycled from our local chemical producer, so those are not empty containers that are purchased. They were going they were slated for the landfill, and. Uh, she was nice enough to let me take them, not charge me for them. So I get to pass that along to you guys, not charge you for uh, <laughs> no, that's awesome. for more buckets. But uh, yeah, come take a look at it, and I'll answer any questions you have. Cool. So I'll wrap mine up. Mine's pretty. So mine's more educational. Um, like you guys know, we use we use waterless. We save a crap ton of water um, every year. So each car that we clean saves an average of a hundred gallons of, of water for a car we clean. Now, of course, you might be asking or thinking like, well, what do you do with muddy vehicles? I mean, realistically, yeah, if you have muddy vehicles. You've got to use water to, to power wash the fender wells and so forth. But overall, we're really not. We don't even own a power washer um, on any of our mobile units whatsoever. We rarely use it. Um, so it's just been really great for our clients. Um, the profitability aspect of the uh, waterless is the fact that we can get like really major, some major contracts. We can get in, um, you know, um, uh, parking garages. We can get into like arenas like the BOK centers in Tulsa. Just anywhere that most guys come with power washers. You know, we get a lot of pushback. Like, sorry, you can't come. Like, you had that instance. You can't come here. You got power. You got, you know, you got um, water everywhere. We we don't have that. We're self-contained. There's no water runoff whatsoever. Um, we've got little silent generators that put out a bunch of emissions and gas and oil and stuff. But you have to rethink uh, that now. I, I really am. I yeah. learned a lot. I learned a lot from that. From yeah. that too. So, um, but here would be a question because which what you have said a couple times. How how many of you? Maybe you got one. You would love to go. Would anybody here want to do a second vehicle out on the road, make a more or do a more? Um, anybody thought of trying to revamp their setup or what can you do? Like when I started mobile detailing, the only option was to go buy a trailer. 
spend thousands of dollars. I mean, some guys will spend 10 grand to 15 just on the trailer. And then you got all the other stuff. DJ, how much did it take for you to set up a second van? Oh, or, I mean, a second truck. It was literally the truck itself. I mean, I paid, what, 10 grand for the truck? And then I've got. Like, you don't supplies, have all the power wash. You don't need another trailer. Like, my supply. There's, there's a definite reason to. It's more cost effective when you're getting going to, to start do, with water. And like I said, that's why in the first place, that's how I got started in the first place. I was able to go on my own because of water. So I had to spend 10 grand, 15 grand on it. On I, I couldn't do it. I didn't even try to pull it. So it was just, it's definitely an entry in the door at the very least. Um, but to know the impact that you're having on our environment long term, um, once you understand and grasp the concept of how the waterless works, it's not really hard. It's, it's, it's pretty simple. It's spray and wipe with some techniques. So um, that's kind of my spill. Everyone's more, like I said, educational and so forth. Now, um, there's a video on, you know, how the waterless works. I won't get into that. But um, there's another one over here. And this is kind of a, a video that I put together for um, our clients just to kind of do this kind of thing here, but on social media, just to kind of give them um, more of a, a feel of what, you know, what we do versus kind of how we, um, I'm, I'm, this sounds pretty horrible here. Anyways, it's just demonstrating um, the fact that, you know, this is just kind of a, a, a visual of how the wireless work. You spray on, you wipe in one direction, and there's no uh, there's no runoff at all into the, uh, the, the storm drains and so forth. So just kind of a, a visual demonstration of what, um, uh, you know what what you know what it is when water just is going to our storm drain and so forth. So pretty straightforward and simple. Anyone have any questions in regards to water, how to do or water or waterless and any type of questions? Go ahead. Yeah, how, how do you do wheels? Uh, wheels. Yeah, so we do it all by hand. Um, it's it's a pretty simple. We've got our degreaser and and I'll back up. So all of our the cleaners that we use that touch the ground and so forth, they're all plant based. So we use a company up north called EcoTouch, and all their chemicals are they're all plant based. So we spray a degreaser on the tire, we scrub it with a brush, and then we spray it. All the degreaser comes onto the ground and so forth. But it's it really just sits there and it's all plant based and biodegradable and so forth. Um, and then we'll spray the cleaner in the wheels and just kind of wipe them by hand. You might use a brush and stick it in the barrels and so forth. But it's literally all done by uh, hand. By hand. And then a lot the of biggest, that gets absorbed by a towel that then yeah. gets put in the washing machine, which then gets put. That gets filtered. Filtered mm -hmm. and in the correct exactly. places. So we're not contaminating anything. Um, but yeah, then as far as the uh, the fender rolls go, we spray degrees and just kind of wipe them out. You have those carpet ones, you just brush with a towel. I mean, it gets pretty quick. I mean, it's definitely a lot more elbow grease for sure. Um, but, you know. It's just, you know, it's definitely a long-term good benefit. What's up? Do you guys use steamer? We, yeah, we use the VX5000. Yeah, speaking 5, of steam. <laughs> Again. <laughs> what? Yeah, we, yeah, we use steamers for... You guys use steam? So they use... So, Give us a 30-second so, elevator pitch. Yeah, they use, so you steam for washing steam for washing vehicles. For clean cars. We use steam for, like, interiors, but they use it for actually washing vehicles. Steam Seattle in the house. Hey, stand up. Yeah. So instead of wearing this, like he's full on steam to clean and wash the vehicle. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. Have you had tried it? Gotcha. Yeah, I don't. I don't fully grasp the concept, but that's just some people don't grasp this concept. So. Oh yeah, somebody was showing us that last night. Ford Ford Edu or. There you go. Okay. I was like, I thought you were here. Yeah. <laughs> Any questions in regards to solar or yeah, water or plastic waste? Um, I have a question about the 
That's correct. Yep. So there's not a lot of difference in the two. I think, and uh, a lot of times, technique is a difference as far as application. Okay, I apologize. Let me let me step that up back. The product itself is not really that different. You, the way you dilute it, will be different. For yeah, sorry, the other team, the other guys were really late, so we got a little bit behind. We're, we're, we're almost out. Um, the 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 product itself isn't really made up that different. You can dilute it different ways for different applications. There's just not a lot. We haven't really seen a lot of people that do rinses. Anybody here do rinses? Rinses, rinses, rinses. Okay. I do. And you do rinses too? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it's still in the same family. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yes, yeah. Definitely does. water. A little bit. You're doing your part, though. At least you're better than just power washing it all off. With the, like. It's always the car by car scenario. Yeah, yeah. You have the option to do both. I mean, I even carry around a pressure washer just in case. Yeah, because I've had times where like it's not that dirty, and then you get there, it's hard to take, you know, for take mud, and you know, people don't see that until so, you're done. Until you're done. <laughs> of course, I mean, I mean, you know, you have to be prepared for everything. You know. Yeah. Like, Listen, one thing that I've been, I thought it was a little works power shot with pressure washer that will run. You can yeah, yeah, put the hose into a bucket. Yeah. For doing mobile parking lots, I found for like. Especially German car wheels. Awesome. Thank you. We got we gotta close it down. I know we got a late start, um, but we'll we'll be respectful for the next one. Let me just say this real quick. Let me just say this. I I kind of just want to reiterate like this was not anywhere, and I hope you guys catch our vibe. This is not a shot. This is not a pressure situation. It's more of a thank you for those of you that are being environmental. You can make money and save money being environmental. It doesn't have to get your business. Um, and our industry needs to start doing something because we're not talking about the effects that our industry is putting on the environment. And so thank you for those of you that are being a part of it and hopefully continue. So thank you guys. Thank <laughs> you.